Listen to insights on how conversational messaging is changing the way businesses and their customers engage. Join Gupshup CEO Berud and VP for Marketing Srini and an array of guests for conversations about conversations. This is the Gupshup Conversational Messaging Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Conversational Messaging Podcast. In today's episode, we spoke to Ashish Bajaj, who's the head of marketing at Medibuddy, and Srinivas Vijayaraghavan, who's the VP of marketing at Gupshup. And our conversation centered around how to map, build out, and optimize scenarios for your brand's chatbot and automated messaging, even when you have a large number of scenarios that you have to account for. To do this, Ashish walked us through the exact processes that him and his team follow to identify the scenarios their automated messaging has to account for and how they optimize those conversations based on data. And finally, their processes to add more and more scenarios every single day to consistently improve the customer experience for their users. And you definitely want to stay tuned right to the end because Ashish also walks us through how him and his team use their data to create content for their social media and website. It's truly an action-packed episode. So without further ado, here's our conversation for you. So Ashish, I'd like to start this conversation by giving context to our listeners about what what Medibuddy does And also, if you could just allude to the role and importance of customer experience in what your team does, that would be fantastic. We at Medibuddy are a digital healthcare platform, and uh, we are into providing expert doctor consultations, lab tests at home, and medicine deliveries. And uh, currently, we are the largest player in the Indian digital healthcare ecosystem. Moving on to your second question, how important is your consumer experience? It is important for every app or platform or slash even a tangible service. But when you add healthcare to it, it becomes even more important. It has to be easy for somebody who's a who's a 15, 20 years old or somebody who's 65, 70 years as well. So you imagine the kind of the spectrum that you have to cover in terms of usage of your platform. Ashish, could you expand on some of the different interactions in general at a high level that customers interact with, especially before being onboarded as a patient? What does that initial interaction and touch points look like? So the offline world works from a point of view of one-to-one interaction and touch becomes a very important factor in it. But if you map how digital platforms are doing, it doesn't mean if the touch is not there, the empathy is not there. When you come on a digital platform and the first step then becomes knowing more about you and the kind of information require any illnesses previously, any reports that you want to upload, this feeds into a lot of information back to our databases and allow us to have a much more stitched experience for the consumer. So you can build this for chronic users. You can build this coming from that fifth of every month. I need a thyroid tablet. So that covers your medicine journey. Now, every quarter when I'm doing a HbA1ac, which is a diabetes test, Am I consulting the endocrinologist or a diabetologist after the test is done? So you build in into the journey that once the test results are out, you are prompting the user to take that doctor consultation that comes with it. 
Srinivas, could you just expand on this point that Ashish is talking about how there are so many different threads and interaction points that an audience can actually have with their brand. And there's so many different ways that somebody can be rooted to a solution from their company. Could you just expand on some of the challenges that, that companies face when they are approaching this type of problem statement, but there's so many different types of solutions where they can address? We sort of live in the era of omni-channel consumer engagement. And uh, I think Ashish was right when he said that there's an offline experience that a consumer can have the brand. There's an online experience. And online is also varied, right? You can go to a website, you can use an app. And these days, messaging apps are becoming very popular. So a lot of brands are conversing with consumers through messaging apps. So it's very important for anyone who's responsible for the consumer journey to stitch it together across so that it's seamless. So wherever I enter, I could go to a a pharmacy and then start a digital journey from there. I could go into a website and be routed to a nearest pharmacy to pick up my medicine. Or I can go to a mobile app And then if I want to have a two-way conversation, if I want to ask some questions, which is very typical in a healthcare scenario where it's very innately conversational because you will invariably have some question like, are there any side effects to this medicine? Or I want this a kind of appointment, but I also have some other considerations. So it lends itself to a two-way conversation. So it's important when you're creating those experiences to think of it from an omni-channel point of view, that wherever the, the consumer enters from, that he or she is is led through a series of steps in a very seamless manner so that you're having a conversation with them on the medium of, of their choice, whatever they're comfortable with. Ashish, how, how do you find the perfect balance when you're having this conversation between, alluding to, to what Srinivas is saying, between that exact conversation as well as scaling the number of interactions that your brand can actually have with your audience. Because I've seen on MediBuddy's website, when somebody logs in and actually wants to talk to a doctor, they're actually having a live chat with them. So how do you make sure to find that balance between the conversations as well as scaling through automation in in this scenario? So when you have to scale, those input parameters are required. Now that doctor assistant that, that touch bases you while you are selecting the department at our platform is for that purpose itself. So the correct questions that uh, the assistant is asking you is either in terms of age, either in terms of any ailment, either in terms of any allergies, so that it allows us to have a scalable model in terms of fulfilling the demand. Now, say for instance, this also adds up by saying that we know typically in this part of the country and this month of the year, the requirement is such. So it helps us build the supply that ways as well. Though it definitely is like how Shimi said that seamless manner integration is required and a step-by-step handholding of the consumer is required. Plus, if you are able to withhold some data points or keywords, which helps you scale solving the, the problem at hand, or I'll say solving the problem at hand through technology. Do you have any examples of that off the top of your mind, if possible, where you are walking through a patient through a typical scenario of offline to maybe online and how you've personalized that experience with an actual human touch. I'll tell you the otherwise option, which is online to offline. There are opportunities where you can book your medicine order 
while you are leaving from office and you can pin at the store that is on your way to home and your order will be ready you can pick it up that model also exists and it is used by lakhs of our users then moving on another opportunity is say for instance you are having a conversation with a doctor and doctor suggest that there are certain requirement where you need to visit the doctor in person so now that even that experience is seamlessly built it's not important that you go to the same doctor a doctor will never say that you can cut the call and come to my clinic it will never happen because they maintain a very high ethical standards and you can actually pick up any of the nearby hospitals through our network on the app or on any of the form factors and you can book a consultation through our app and you don't have to go and stand in the line as per your time you are through with your consultations and again then your prescription comes back to your platform so from there on you can build your online journey which is either you have to order any lab test or you want to order medicines through the platform and then it's it's onward from there that's really incredible how you've managed to integrate all of those channels so seamlessly especially online to offline which can be very difficult because you're interacting with different parties and depending on different parties as well shrinivas could you could you expand on possibly some of the challenges that you've seen that companies have faced when they are having this interaction between an online and an offline presence making sure everything is integrated seamlessly the biggest challenge is there are disparate systems in the back end that need to be integrated like your point of sale systems your inventory system like ashish was mentioning pinning your order to a store and then that being available there imagine the amount of coordination that is required in the back end the other challenge is uh, is imagining and reimagining the customer consumer journey of how they actually go about it like how, what is their behavior like trying to model that and india is a very interesting place that way where people exhibit behaviors that are not seen in different parts of the world like people end up having pretty deep medical conversations with pharmacists for example they've been doing that for ages right? it saves them a trip to the clinic right so there there are many things and there are many unanticipated questions that can come up when you're looking to buy medicine or you're trying to set up an appointment i was on a panel with a bunch of a group of cmos of some of the leading hospitals in india and they couldn't stress enough the value of having these automated two way conversations for improved patient experience whether it is even you know just an faq in terms of what is it that is what is the problem i'm now talking about non emergency kind of situations where let's say you're uncomfortable and all of that so many of these hospitals are are implementing chatbots on channels like whatsapp where you have an initial screening that is done where they're trying to understand what your issue is what your problem is and then that is handed over to a kind of an appointment setting workflow or a test workflow and all through this there is information that's collected from you and so that by the time you actually go to the place all the information that they need at to up, up to that point in time is ready and integrated into their system so the the patient experience it's not very easy to model but you have to constantly keep looking at it i'm sure ashish you you keep doing these journeys rights and rewrites quite a bit right shirian you will be amazed to know and it it reflects to the organization that you work with it as well so i've heard this story from my founder um so early adopters of whatsapp as an app were the doctor community because it made their life so easy 
that you click the image, share it with the other doctor who's sitting 200, 500 or 2000 miles away and uh, and you get a response from him or her that what I can do with this kind of a result. And while our founders were thinking in terms of solving this as an issue for doctor consultation and telemedicine's gap, they picked up the learning from saying that we have to build a module which solves first from a chat point of view and the shareability point of view. And our post that is your entire uh, call journey happened, then video journey happened. And uh, yes, it's it's quite realistic to build it from there. It's interesting to know that WhatsApp's early adopters were actually doctors. Ashish, could you expand on some of the challenges that you have when you're integrating this entire customer journey between different parties? What what are some of the challenges you've faced and how have, you, how have your team overcome that? One of the biggest challenges is the sources one. And you usually, there are breakages between moving from one touch point to the other touch point. And then comes the nightmare of how I join these tools and have a unified view. That's the biggest problem. Then we divide these journeys into, of course, pre and during the purchase and post purchase. Now, it's very important that during the purchase, whatever is happening feeds into our post purchase journey so that we can recommend the right blocks to them. We can recommend the right webinars to attend. We can recommend the right labs to do. We can recommend the right medicines and recommend the follow-up. So imagine the work for the team is that even at these five sub-levels, there are 20 sub-sub-levels at each sub-level. So the task is mammoth. And I think we are just scratching the surface. There is too much to go for us as well. Shrinivas, how do you recommend companies go about constantly optimizing when there's so many different threads and trains of thought that one team has to look into? How do they go about optimizing and automating that experience? Well, the short answer to that is it's data-driven. A lot of it is data-driven. And even when we build chatbots on WhatsApp or any other channel for our customers, there's a lot of data that they plug into from our system which gives them, you know, engagement rates to what percentage the bot was able to handle queries and how many were actually handed over to live agents. That's the other challenge, by the way, which I didn't talk about, that at at some point in these journeys, there's a live agent. And sometimes there are many live agents. So how you seamlessly transition an automated conversation into a live conversation is, is another thing. But to answer your question, I think there's a lot of data that is analyzed by people who are responsible for the CX or, you know, depending on what journey they are automating with conversations, we work with marketers like Ashish, we work with uh, people who work in the product management area, we work with people who are in CX and customer support. So depending on who you're working with, they already have a, a dashboards and systems to manage their functions. And, and you sort of plug in the right kind of insight that tells them that, okay, I launched this conversational engagement initiative. Now, how is that making a difference? How is it moving the the needle? So that is a very important thing. That's one of the reasons why Gupshap, you know, our platform, we have 500 plus integrations to various systems, you know, big and small, even stuff that's natively built. Many large organizations build their own native CRMs. They build their own uh, customer data platforms. So you have to find a way to integrate with it all so that, you know, you're providing them with the insight that they can use to to keep improving these journeys. 
So, Arman, if I can have a follow-up question with Chini. Chini, it's in- interesting that you are looking at every level of integration. We've been fortunate enough to be using your platform as well. So, does this move into saying that we can integrate social CRM as well through, say, for instance, something like a keyword tracking? Will that be possible? Say, for instance, if my social handles are integrated with the chatbots, yeah. Uh, let's pick up any social handle. Yes, yes. There are certain keywords that are popping yes. up by saying that the service was not good. Right. Or right. let's pick up all the negative keywords which usually come for any app platform user. Is there a way to map those and yes. either throw into your live agent flow yes. or throw it into the automated flow? So we uh, have a solution uh, called as a social re- reputation bot. So what, what the bot does is it plugs into your social media where you're present like a Facebook or an Instagram and all of that. And what the bot does is it, it automatically tracks a lot of user comments. And de- depending on the keywords that you want the bot to listen for, like let's say some negative feedback that I had a bad experience. So we convert that comment into immediately a two-way conversation where the the person writing the comment will get a notification that uh, let's say Medibuddy wants to chat with them about the comment that they that they left. And that, that chat can initially be automated to some extent. But if in the workflow you believe that, no, it needs someone, an officer or somebody to talk to them, that's handed over. I was talking to a CMO of a D2C company. They make uh, a lot of idli, idli dosa batter and all that, that kind of stuff. And the CMO told me that they literally have a bunch of people manually looking for comments every day. And I said that is so tedious as a job you know even for someone to do that as a job is so hard so which is why this this kind of solution can convert just a public comment that somebody puts out there with the intention of you know you noticing them into a private two-way conversation it happens in an automatic way yeah it's more important that it moves private of course solving the issue but yeah i remember 2013 2014 we were still struggling with this manual things and working for a big white coat brand who was who was selling like what a million products a month wow. very hard to find out all these things no yeah. <laughs> it's very hard i agree uh, ashish for for our listeners here and i think this is a super important point for them to really grasp as well why why is it so important for a brand like Medibuddy? to have a very good awareness of what their customers are saying or what your customers are saying on Facebook, on Twitter? Why why is it super important for your team as a marketing team? So, Arman, I think it's important for any marketing team to figure out what their consumer is saying. The other day, we were having a chat at one of the other panels for future in terms of how the brand will listen to consumers. I think consumer sourcing is going to be a very, very very, very thing in terms of immediate impact. Now coming from there and we being into healthcare. Now just imagine that you are looking or you are fasting and you need a lab test to be done and you're fasting since seven and somebody is supposed to come by eight and pick up. One, we are the marketplace, but we do drive our SLAs in place. We are one of the highest rated app in terms of uh, doctor consultations in the medical category itself. But to be drilling more down for our listeners i think it is important because the first thing to vent out your anger becomes the social media because i'm so well ingrained into how i use the platforms second becomes that you call the customer care 
that thing has changed now till the time social media was not as as loud it is right now you used to get the emails you used to get the phones but that the thing has switched now and it is the idea is to deliver the best possible quality healthcare to to the consumers so you have to keep listening all of these and try to find a solution for whatever gaps that have been created that's super helpful shrinivas could you expand on that particular point where you've seen in the past different customers and and instances of different companies using social media data to fuel anything their content their interactions with their customers how have companies used that in the past so it, it all starts with listener listening and it now sub segment of online repetitive listening and responding so a lot of companies like i said they went through this process of manually sort of tracking comments did was they they started bringing in agencies like so social media agencies to start doing it for you again manually and then there are certain tools that start coming in where they can track certain keywords and all of that but what 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 uh, they found that the limitation of that was that it one is it's it's manual it's not scalable and it's still a very public uh, sort of thing and and you sort of lose that moment of truth when someone is really upset they're writing something to you if you're able to engage with them immediately and then try and uh, assuage them or if somebody saying job well done also to say thank you for for saying that you know it feels great we are always here to serve you something like that in order to do that uh, they realized that they needed some sort of a conversational solution so so a lot of these brands uh, we work with a lot of uh, brands that uh, that are in social commerce as well they'll just live and sell on social so it, it's used across the board now fairly common I'll add on to what she is saying. I can come back from our our previous example of how we have utilized a lot of listening. So we have more than twelve hundred FAQ videos through doctors where people have asked questions to us, and I'm talking about four different languages, five different languages, and that now has become a repository. that sits on our platform as well where you can find out already similar faq kind of things which people are looking for that answer is already there so it's it's been built over of course over quite a few years in terms of understanding what is required from somebody to understand how to one use the teleconsultation platform itself or what is okay to be asked to a doctor so so coming from all of those smaller smaller nuances to actually talking about an output of a very very serious health issue even those are being answered one question for ashish you mentioned language so do you have any faqs in english and those those kinds of languages because we get a lot of requests from our customers when we build bots that you know our ability to recognize what is typed in terms of different languages and voices can you do english because a lot of indians type in english there are some hindi words and some english words and also there are local vernacular vari- variations like kannada and english or Correct. tamil and english so how, how do you deal with that kind of stuff uh that's quite yes we don't have an answer for it and even my <laughs> faqs we the script got created into the particular languages which doctors were able to deliver and when doctors okay. have delivered those they have not used uh, english or kannada uh, plus english that understanding now doesn't sit with us 
Yeah, because I think that's the other thing that that we are observing with a lot of our customers. Yeah. Because we work with mostly consumer-facing brands, and they go across pan India, most of them. And the support for these bots to respond to the consumer in their own language is is the next wave, I think, uh, of of innovation that that's coming. I just want to ask one final question here, Ashish. How often are you reviewing this social listening data to actually end up making content like you have with your FAQs? How, how often is your team doing this? Is there a regular basis and flow to it? So, of course, you're looking this data day-on-day basis, but the kind of content that is produced gets divided into two, which are more easier to solve and quicker to solve you go with your static content pieces or which needs a much more in-depth analysis. Say, for instance... We got a lot of queries saying that is kids vaccination safe? And to that, we responded by doing a couple of webinars with leading pediatrics and general medicine doctors. We launched a white paper, which helped put a lot of parents at ease. And then to close it all, we did a lot of camps around kids vaccination and we launched testimonials which actually closed that loop for a consumer who was looking for more information on kids vaccination of course it was a month-long process for us from the start till the end of the closing of the loop but it does it provided us with the right information that this is what you need to do this is what you need to solve now i tell you during the covid we were flooded with can i do a covid consultation online what happens if I acquire COVID? So because of all these questions with us, we used our GM lead, general medicine lead and our doctor's head. And we were able to produce a nine part series. We solved a couple of questions in the first part itself and how and when we were getting more and more queries, we created an AV out of it so that it's easily shareable, easily apprehended. And we made it in multiple languages. Though our app currently is only in English and Hindi, but it helped a lot of users of ours. Yeah, I think the content strategy is what uh, I, I really picked up what uh, Ashish said. So a lot of good brands, they they drive their content strategy from inputs from what people are actually asking them. So it could be a social, social listening or it could be what someone is calling in to ask so they sort of monitor all the all the channels like i was reminded of people in the cosmetics industry for example in the pet care industry in many other industries where there are there are many questions that people start asking that is this cream okay for my type of skin is this kind of uh, flea medicine good for this breed of dog and things like that so the foundation is is built on having this this consultative selling or consultative engagement so I think it's really great that Ashish, you're driving your content from what is coming in from the consumer, which means that you're be- being more and more relevant to them as a brand. And what's also equally important is if, you know, that two-way conversation between the brand and the patient or the consumer is there where your content is delivered through those kind of channels and it creates an even greater degree of stickiness. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Conversational Messaging Podcast by Gupshop. If you liked that conversation and want more of that, make sure to subscribe and tune in every single week to listen to insights on how conversational messaging is changing the way businesses and their customers engage. Thanks again, and we will see you in the next episode.